morning from Stanford Christian Church. My name is Pastor Jeremy. We're currently exploring God's Word on friendship. The first week, we learned God desires us to live in a good community. Last week, that forgiveness is in healthy relationships. And today, friends help one another. You know who are good friends? Rodeo clowns. Even if you don't ever watch the rodeo, you know about rodeo clowns. I don't know a lot about it, and much of what I know I learned from Garth Brooks songs, but I do know about the clowns. They might dress like clowns, but those guys are no joke. They're tough and brave. The rider is on the bull, and the gate opens, and they ride that 1,800-pound, very mad bull with horns and hooves, and one way or another, they're going to have to come off that bull's back. Either they're going to get thrown off, or they're going to jump off. But either way, that bull is still mad and wants to toss them in the air and crush them into the dirt. But these cowboys have friends in the ring with them. The rodeo clowns are alert, and they're watching, and as soon as there is danger, they're running full speed to the cowboy, and they're distracting the bull and getting between them, and they're leading the bull away and getting the cowboy up into safety. I want to be that kind of friend. I need that kind of friend. Jesus is that kind of friend to me and to you. God's word on friendship is in Galatians 6, 1-2. My brothers and sisters, if anyone is detected in a transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Bear one another's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The main point is to bear one another's burdens, which fulfills the law of Christ. If a friend is struggling or in danger or down and the bull is charging towards them, be alert to that and do something. The first part is to be alert to their burden, and the second part is to actually help. This is what it means to bear one another's burdens. Be a helper. Don't let them be crushed or destroyed. To bear one another's burdens, begin with changing the focus of your life. The Holy Spirit is changing you from being focused on you to being focused on God and others. When you are really focused on others and you really see them, you pay attention to them. You don't just pass by. You don't just think about them when you need them or when you want to do something fun, but you are thinking about them. Then you will notice when they are in need, hurting and scared. The best way to do this is to check on people. Ask how they're doing and then really listen to them and pay attention to what they say. You need to be present in the moment. Not worried about the past or stressing about the future, but alive in the moment and alert to the people that God has around you in that moment. Pleas for help are overlooked every day because we're moving too fast, too busy to pay attention and really listen to others. One of the best skills that you can work on to become a better friend and follower of Jesus and lover of people is listening. Learn to listen. Pay attention to what people are really saying. Restate what they say back to them. Put your phone away. Stop and pray for them right then. All these will help you become a better listener and a better helper. In this context, Paul is speaking of those who are disobeying God and doing self-destructive things that will harm them. He says that those who have the Spirit should restore them in gentleness. In this case, bearing their burden means to help them see a better way, the way of Jesus, and then helping them to walk in it. 
We know that sin or transgression, as, call, as Paul calls it here, is bad. God's command is given for a reason. He loves us and cares for us, and so he tells us the best way to live. To disobey him is, a, is an attack on his lordship. It's also a choice that leads to bad outcomes for yourself and those around you. He doesn't teach us how to live just to see if we'll do it, just so we can check it off on our get-to-heaven list. No. He teaches us the way of life that leads to the most peace and joy and goodness and protects us from most brokenness and chaos and hurting other people. So when we disobey our God, there is only one proper response. Repent. Confess your sins and turn the other way and choose the way of Jesus, having faith in his forgiveness and grace and mercy. So what should we do when it is a friend who is in danger of self-destruction. I restate God's word on friendship today. If anyone is detected in a transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Bear Bear one another's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The principle is stated in two different ways. First, restore them in gentleness, and then second, bear one another's burdens. If someone is doing something destructive, there is a time to go to them and help them return to Jesus. There's no room for this, for, for such harsh and hurtful words or shunning or anything hateful. Helping to restore someone to, to a better way should always be done in gentleness. They need to know that you love them, and in order to do this, you must also have a trusting and loving relationship with the person. This is why you need to be invested in building loving and trusting relationships so that you can bear burdens and have people capable of doing the same for you. The last phrase is so important. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So what is the law of Christ? The law of Christ refers to Jesus' declaration that the law is summed up in love God and love others. So when you help people, when you help people live a healthy life and you're fulfilling the command to love people, this statement about the love, the law of Christ is also helpful because it teaches us more about how bear, bearing burdens should be done. When we seek to restore someone to the way of Jesus, it should always come from love and always be done in a way that would be characterized by love. Paul gives us one way to bear one another's burdens, one big example of what it is, but we need to open this conversation up to include many more ways to help people, right? We must always be alert to our friends, to our church family, our neighbors, co-workers, our community. Pay attention to them so that you notice. You know when they're in danger or hurting or in need. We must be able about helping people. We must be about people. This is one reason that it is important that we build relationships and plug into a good community like this church. We must really see people and invest in them so that we know when they have a burden that they need help carrying. There are people all around us who are lonely, who struggle with stress and depression and discouragement. We all fall into those groups sometimes. People struggle with destructive addictions, the lack of basic need, physical disabilities, illnesses, injuries. These are all burdens that we can help one another bear. Good friends, good followers of Jesus help people in need. Encouraging people is helping them bear their burden. Visiting, 
sharing the hope of Jesus, helping them out around the house with chores, any way you make someone's life easier. Just being with someone to walk through difficulties and stresses with them are all ways that we bear one another's burdens. Many times, the best thing you can do is to simply check on someone. Ask how they're doing. If, the, if, if you really know that there is a struggle in life, just check on them. Letting someone know that you're with them is important. Don't feel like it has to be a big thing. Most of the time, you don't need to fix it or have the answers. Just be there with them. Walk with them. Trust the Spirit of God to guide you if there's something more that you need to do. Jesus uses the parable of the Good Samaritan to explain the greatest command. A man was beat and robbed and left for dead on the side of the road. Two religious men walked by and avoided the man. And finally, one man notices the injured man and he cares for him and helps the man. This is the way of Jesus. He constantly noticed the lame, the blind, the possessed, the sick, the rejected, and he stopped and helped them. In Matthew 25, 31, Jesus says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand and the, left on his, and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. To be a helper is to love others. The way of the world is exactly the opposite. The way of the world is selfishness. What do I get out of it? How does it better me? To be a helper is to put the interest of another person before your own. We know what it is to have a helper. We were down and lost and dead and alone. Jesus noticed us. He saw our pain and he loved us. He came to you and he sacrificed himself to bear your burden on the cross. That is what it looks like to bear one another's burdens. Welcome him. Receive his love for you. Follow him. He has a better way for you. He doesn't just help you, but he turns you into a helper. He puts his Holy Spirit in you, and when your flesh is too weak, his Spirit guides you and empowers you to lift them up, to bear their burden, and to share the hope of Jesus. Listen, if you have never given yourself to Jesus and been born again in salvation, you need to do that. We're going to baptize too, Asher Colt, next week, and, and so the water will be ready. Come during the time of response today or, or talk to me this week, and you will be included. We have some great opportunities through our church to help people bear their burdens. We partner with the Senior Citizen Center, Fort Logan Cooperative Ministries. We do the gathering. We serve with the parades, our, our, our children's and nursery ministries, and we're continually looking for new ways to love people. 
Sunday school provides opportunities to get to know people and to pray for one another and know what people are dealing with. And God has given you opportunities in your jobs, in your families, your neighbors, your friend groups. We have all these opportunities to show that we really do believe in Jesus. When you put the interest of others before yourself and you really are noticing them and seeing them and their needs and bearing their burdens by helping them, you prove that you really believe that Jesus loves you and is bearing your burdens. God has taught us to love, that, that our love for him, our loyalty to him is shown not by rituals or just fancy church things or our building or our music or sermons, but by helping other people. This is the way of Jesus. He says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. He says, pure and undefiled religion is caring for the widows and the, the, widows and the orphans, helping those in need. All our religion is meaningless if we do not love one another by bearing their burdens. That is how you will make a difference. That is how you will share the hope of Jesus. Jesus said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Thank you for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. Once again, my name is Pastor Jeremy. I encourage you to go to our website, www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Once again, that is www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. You can learn more about our church there. You can also go and click on that Contact Us tab and leave us a message. Let us know you're listening and, and how we can care for you, how we can love you, how we can help you. We'd love for you to join us sometime. Come 10.50 a.m. is where our worship gathering starts. We're right on Main Street in Stanford beside the courthouse. And uh, so come and see us sometime. 10.50 a.m. is our worship gathering. Sunday school is before that at 9.45. We would love to see you. Once again, my name is Pastor Jeremy, and you've listened to Stanford Christian Church. Have a great week. Love God, love others, and tell somebody about Jesus.